0: I'm
1: Five minutes after six AM. Good morning everybody. My name is Welcome to a Wednesday. <laughs> this is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio Program. <laughs>
2: Beach, mech, oh, it's Let go, it's gone kha mkhot a khoy beram khora khoy you
3: shaam wa yehi wa yehi kushur mele beita se shaam kullu nuha ya had chatf Ya hiya ya hiya bishurmelay Beit hashracham wa ya hiya ya hiya bishurmelay Beit hashracham kulanu ya khat khat Israel avodea d'Israel Israel, kudarah ya khat Israel shavam tot bian Israel
4: gitano bisim kho igagluloi nach so is mit zwo gedona mer isch scho no oh oh oi sem mit zwo a gitano bisim kho igaglum mit zwo gedona mer isch scho oh bis mir zwoa ha gschitd da mit scha mit Oh, has, oh, Oh, la
5: la 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 inshallah inshallah la 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 inshallah inshallah la 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 inshallah inshallah
6: Oh darling how are you? Terrible mama, terrible. What is it sweetheart? Tell mama. Oh mama, Why? mama, we're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. First of all, I'll go to the supermarket, and I'll pick up to eat. <laughs> then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad, and I'll take the train, oh, Mama, please darling, it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus, and from where the bus stopped, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed, and for you, I'll change the sheets, and I'll give them an aspirin. So they shouldn't yell and I'll clean up the house and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama. Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What Sam? Sam, your husband! My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont
7: 71166?
6: No, this is Tremont 71177.
7: Does that mean you're not coming?
1: J.M. in the A.M. We will dedicate that uh, Adar comedy segment to a listener, Devora, who actually on the app uh, requested that comedy segment. Yaakov Shweki had Inshallah, Shachar Mitzvah done by Mordechai Shapiro, Shlomo Katz, and Yismach Melech. Yachad was Barry Weber. Eitan Katz had Kikarov. The Zena from Benny Friedman. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Wednesday on this April 3rd, the 27th of Adar 2. Nissan begins on Shabbos. The year is 5779. 42 degrees, 72% humidity. Windsor West at 9. Sunny, windy today with a high 65. I will take that. 65 in New York, April 3rd. I will take it. Mostly clear tonight, low 43. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature 59 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 60. We're at 42 here in New York City, as we say Good morning. At JM in the AM, Mazel Tov going out to Mordechai Shlomo and Yehudis. Last night was the wedding of the uh, Bistri- Bistritzky Bistritsky and Meyer families, and a special Mazel Tov, to Rabbi Mrs. Yankee Meyer. It was great being there last night, celebrating with Yankee and the Mishpacha. So we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Oh, and tonight, and I, I, I just, I just left, uh, I just left uh, Morty a message. I wish I could be there. It's up in Quebec, the wedding. Ayala and Dovi. Ayala Gestetner, Dovi Melman. They're getting married tonight uh, up in uh, in Quebec. And I want to take this opportunity to wish uh, Morty and Sivy a very special mazel tov. And, of course, the Gestetner and Melman families a very special mazel tov. That is happening tonight up in Canada. And, um... We wish them the very best. Big, big Mazel Tov wishes from all of us here at JM in the AM. We've got a a full community calendar with Chol Homoid events. We've got so many Chol Homoid events to talk about already, uh, believe it or not. So we'll get to a bunch of those coming up. Miami has now finalized their schedule. I believe Ellie Gerstner has finalized his schedule. Um, and, of course, we have NCSY Great Adventure. They have uh, an event that we've got to k- keep reminding everybody about because it is uh, it is such a great event. It's such a good event. So here we go. The the, um, the Miami shows at the Master Theater are already up on our community calendar. NahumSingle.com. Click on Community Calendar. Uh, the Maccabees Live in Hudson Valley for this Sunday is up there. The Concert for Waterbury for this Sunday is up there. Mordecai Shapiro at Six Flags Great Adventure is up there. Mordecai Shapiro in Baltimore is up there. There's a lot of events already up on our community calendar. We always recommend when it comes to the concerts, especially on the heavy Cholamoid season, go to jewishtickets.com, jewishtickets.com, and you'll see up there the the events for this coming Sunday are there. All three, the Miami shows for Cholamoid are up there. The New York Boys Choir Pesach concert is up there. The um, Ellie Gerstner Productions are up there so there's a lot of stuff already at jewishtickets.com so you can check that out and get ready to enjoy um all right so there's a lot going on a lot happening and we will bring you as much information as possible over the next couple of weeks a very active and very busy Cholmoyd in this area and that's always great and i know that very often uh, people plan more events when we expect warmer weather, and because Pesach's so late this year, we are expecting warmer weather. So hopefully it'll be a really nice holomoid for everybody. Listener devourer in Israel, Nachum, as we close in on the end of Adar, can I hear one more time the routine with the daughter who calls her mom for help? That's all we just did. I'm a U.S. CPA and feeling the crunch with April 15th and Pesach coming up. I can only imagine. And Trucker Yitz says he's trucking in this state, and it's so much fun. I have a feeling he's talking about Pennsylvania. He says, "Yesterday I was in Bethlehem and Nazareth. Today I'm in Lebanon. <laughs> haven't <laughs> I? I haven't seen any Kofix or Kofiz yet, but I did see a Krispy Kreme in Scranton. LOL. So he uh, is assuming he must not be in the Middle East. Yeah, you're not in the Middle East yet, but you are having a good time listening to JM and the AM in Pennsylvania, which we really, really appreciate. More coming up. It's a JM and the AM Wednesday. By the way, by the way." Don't forget that one of the highlights of my week, month, and maybe even year is coming up tomorrow when the coach of the University men's basketball team, Elliot Steinmetz, walks into this studio for a full length discussion. I am very much looking forward to it. Should be very interesting. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning, Eastern time, right here at JM in the AM. And the-
8: Du haTova, so war man der куда ja war han ni so zakanschebelof kol jewdii les ervlaset la cheni benet ha pinacham benkha u belibi tekhapes ot pas peset achi af sheish te naset betegalesh rotsa richt le hit vayesh achu mo vermiten auf lotre kulam tovim ha'anashim holchim shonim harachov Karovan caravan, et fogish, et enigmas, obekulam amabah. Oh, we pull amshonim, we governim, aval adaim. B'toch kulanim, yesh nekuda ha. Ha nekuda ha tova, ha nekuda le yafa. Ha kol Yehudi the name of the people who are living in i will It's a
4: Was something I was missing I thought happiness was just too hard to find It just depended on how I was feeling But now I've been revealing That it's possible to change my state of mind To change my state of mind to change my state of mind I didn't know it was possible To change my state of mind Smile Surprised me out a small thing does a lot. But doing it on the outside somehow changed things on the inside, and it helped me realize all the good things I've got. All the good things I've got. All the good things I've got.
9: Things I've
4: got. It just helped me realize. A piece of love is always inside There's a joy
10: May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one. To my son, my beautiful boy, Sheldon. (laughs) My firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life. A fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. (laughs) To my son, Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free, $1 million. million.
6: Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good
7: luck, Sheldon. (laughs)
10: Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane with a Y, (laughs) to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. (laughs) To my lovely daughter Jane with a Y, <laughs> tax free $1 million. Oh. Oh.
6: Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel
10: tov. <laughs> Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam, I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> The white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls <laughs> and the Prince's telephone. The Picasso from the back of the store. My Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag and tax-free, $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An
6: angel, not a man, an angel.
11: The Picasso from
10: back of the store and everything. (laughs) Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, (laughs) who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, (laughs) to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis.
1: (laughs) JM in the AM! America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Round the world the web at NachumSigal.com On the NachumSigal Network and of course in the beloved NSN app Galay in the background we our news from Israel coming up <laughs> Mordechai Shapiro had smile Achim Benefesh from Avremo Levi Cohen had nikuta tava Chaim David with Laman Shmon Likvot Shabbat was Miloch Cohen. News from Israel
12: next <laughs> מספר חמש בליכוד, גדעון סאר דוחה את של ראש הממשלה, לפיהם ריבלין מחפש תירוץ להטיל את מלכת הרכבת הממשלה על גנץ. בחנס הבחירות של מעריב וג'רוזלם פוסט, אמר סער, אני סומך על הנסי. מדבריו הביאה כתבתנו טל זרוויב. אני מסכים עם זה שאם לא
13: תהיה הצבעה מספיקה לליכוד, השאלה אם תותל עלינו, עלינו מלכת הרכבת הממשלה, היא לא תהיה ברורה מאליה. אני לא מסכים עם ראש הממשלה לגבי הדברים שיוחסו לנשיא המדינה, ואני משוכנע שנשיא המדינה ימלא את תפקידו ויקבל את ההחלטות שלו באופן הממלכתי
12: בכל תסריט שלו יהיה. חבר הכנסת אמיר אוחנה מהליכוד תוקף בחריפות בריאיון לידן קוולר את ארגוני הקהילה הגאה, ואומר הם שקרנים הבוקר פרסמה כתבתנו מוריה אסרף שראשי הארגונים טוענים שבליקוד סרבו לבקשתם לקיים פגישה עם ראש הממשלה לקראת הבחירות זה שקר וחזב כי אתמול בערב שוחחתי עם הממשלה
14: אמרתי
12: לו שמבקשים לפגוש את ראש הממשלה. ראש הממשלה אמר בשמחה, יש עוד שבוע עד חירות. אז יהיה מפגש, הנה אני מודיע לך שקרנים. ראש המפלגה שלנו להבדיל מראשי מפלגות אחרות, הוא גם ראש ממשלה, יש לו עוד כמה דברים. הפרופסור דבורה ברנשטיין מאוניברסיטת חיפה, היא קלת פרס ישראל לשנת תו שין איינטט, בתחום חקר הסוציולוגיה והאנתרופולוגיה. בנימוקי ועדת הפרס נכתב, ברנשטיין הובילה שינויים משמעותיים בחקירה חברה הישראלית. מחקרי פרצו דרך, מצטיינים בהכוונת הזרקור לשולי החברה ומאפשרים תרומה ייחודית להבנת יחסי מרכז ופריפריה. כח ועדת הפרס במשרד החינוך. נעצר גבר בין 54 תושב ירוליים בחשד שביצע מעשים מגונים בקטינים, כתבתנו מיכל צ'ין.
15: הגבר תושב שכונת עזרת תורה בעיר חשף על פי החשדת עבר מנו בפני שני ילדים בפומבי וניסה להתקרב אליהם בניגוד לרצונם. הילדים חזרו מבועלים לביתם ולאחר ששיתפו את אביהם זה הגיש תלונה במשטרה. הגבר נעצר ומעצורו אורך עד
16: מחר.
12: פאלי זכויות אדם מפגינים מול כלקציאות בתביעה לשפרת את תנאי הקליאה של האסירים הביטחוניים. כתבנו רמי שני. הפגנת ארגוני זכויות אדם מול כלקציות היא בדרישה להקלת תנאי העשירים ושמירה על זכויותיהם. מול שערים התקן הקליאה נמצאים כמתיים בני אדם שמפגינים שלטים בהם קריאה לאפשר ולהרחיב ביקורי משפחות תביעה מרומזת להפסקת המיסוך המונע שימוש בטלפון עם ניידים. למקום ההפגנה הגיע בשעה האחרונה גם חבר הכנסת, الجزائر. בית הנבחרים, צפוי לאשר היום את התפטרותו של הנשיא אבדלזיז בוטפליקה. מדווח כתבנו ג'קי חוגי.
3: המועצה החוקתית באלג'יר תתכנס היום לאשר את פרישתו, ואחר כך גם צפוי לאשרה. בהודעה שפרסם אמר בוטפליקה כי הוא התפטר למען הרגעת הרוחות בציבור וכדי למנוע את הידרדרות המצב. אבדלזיז אחרי 20 שנות כהונה ובטר אמונה לכהונה הוא בן 82 חולה הוא מתקשה לתפקד
12: מזג אוויר עלייה בטמפרטורות ייתכן גשם מקומי קל אלה החדשות שעורך רואי ולד
0: I my son.
1: JM in the AM with Yaakov Shweki. Kol Haneshama is the name of that one. Kol Haneshama here at JM in the AM. Uh, Before that, boy, we play some good music, don't we? Uh, Assum done by uh, Miami. They've got a busy chalamoid, as we keep telling you. A lot of busy people on chalamoid this year. We'll give you that information coming up. Shlemy Gertner with You're My Life. I'm in Nagain, done by the New York Boys Choir here at JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And comment away. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. Uh, mazel tov again on last night's wedding. It was such a beautiful celebration. And I'm so glad I was there. The Meyer and the uh, Bistritzky families, Mordechai Shlomo and Yehudis, and of course a very special Mazel tov to our good friends, Rabbi and Mrs. Yankee Meyer. I told you yesterday <laughs> during the show that I'm sure Yankee had a very, very easy and peaceful day yesterday. Uh, and of course, I was speaking tongue in cheek because of the uh, funeral of the Skolena Rebbe that was going on in Borough Park. I knew Misaskim and Yankee were quite busy with all of that. And then, of course, he had the wedding last night. So, must have been a strange day for him going from one mood to the other. But we say Mazal Tov to him and the entire family from all of us here at JM and the AM, 22 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. couple of things here. First of all, um, our friends at Torah in Motion have announced a couple of things that I need you to be aware of. The first is on the weekend of May 23rd, which is Memorial Day, leading experts will be gathered at the 11th International Conference on Jewish Medical Ethics. It happens at the Gideon Putnam Resort in Saratoga Springs, New York, on Memorial Day weekend. Speakers include Dr. John Leuke, uh Leanne Matlow or by Dr. Edward Reichman, or by Dr. Avraham Steinberg, or by Dr. Shlomo Weissman, who's, by the way, going to join us later today. Join for a weekend of inspiring learning surrounded by the serenity of Saratoga Spa State Park with lectures, urine, panel discussions, text-based learning, parallel non-medical track, a special track for students. Past conferences have qualified for 15 CME credits. Keep that in mind. TorahInMotion.org gets you all the information, TorahInMotion.org. And remember that Torah in Motion travel will continue its journey through Jewish history with luxury hotels, expert local guides, and delicious kosher meals. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin does an African safari July 1st through 11th. The Morocco trip with Dr. Mark Shapiro is sold out for 2019. They're now planning the January 6th um Trip for nine months from now. If you want to get information about that, Central Europe with Dr. Mark Shapiro starts July 26. Greece with Dr. Mark Shapiro starts August the 13th, and India with Dr. Nathan Katz and Ellen Goldberg starts February the 5th of next year. Information about Torah in Motion travel. Go to torahinmotion.org, torahinmotion.org, and check out all they have to offer. There is a lot going on, as you could tell. Um, So check it out and enjoy. A reminder that our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms now have the Aaron's Passover Mega Center in Queens, just about 175 feet away from Aaron's Casino Farms. So you first go to Aaron's Casino Farms, and you load up on uh, cheeses and fish and dairy and frozen items, meat, of course, and then you head over to uh, next door where the Aaron's Passover Mega Center is, and you will have every type of product under every brand name imaginable, and I am not exaggerating. It is an unbelievable sight. It is a great shopping experience. I've already begun our Pesach shopping where? At Aaron's Passover Mega Center. Check it out in Queens, New York. Tell them Nahum Siegel sent you. You will not regret it. It is really an amazing and uh, incredible experience, at least an amazing and incredible shopping experience experience. Don't forget this coming Sunday night, we get to uh, pay tribute to Rabbi and Mrs. Uden. Rabbi Uden, of course, has been with uh, JM and the AM longer than I have. He predates me um, when it comes to starting at WFMU Radio. And to those of you who are longtime listeners or any time listeners, you have an opportunity to pay tribute to Rabbi Uden and his uh, wonderful Rebitson who now have served the Fairlawn community and in many ways the greater Jewish community. For over 50 years. Go to udintribute.org. Y-U-D-I-N. Y-U-D-I-N. tribute.org And the dinner is happening up in Muncie. This coming Sunday. Uh, but do your best to be there everybody. Udintribute.org. If you can't be at the dinner. Certainly give a donation. And pay tribute to the Udins. You'll be glad that you did. They have been uh, an amazing force. For half a century in the Jewish world. If you go to jewishtickets.com. All of the information is now revealed. We've been telling you about Avramel and the Miami in um, in the Master Theater, Monday Night Holomoid, Mordechai Shapiro in Miami, Wednesday Night holomoid. Now Miami has, no, has made known its Tuesday plans, and I will be there. It says it right there, Nachum Siegel MC. Tuesday, in a show that's officially going to be from 12.30 until 3.30, But with rides and pre-show entertainment, that's going to take about six hours. I mean, the whole day together is about six hours. It's all happening at the arena. Where? At the Cure Arena, the Cure Insurance Arena on Hamilton Avenue in Trenton, New Jersey, down in Mercer County. They'll have stunt dogs, a dunk squad, a BMX show, the amazing Josh Horton, who's a great juggler. They'll have fun rides as well. The musical directors Yuval Stupel from Israel and uh, Avremo Avram Fried, Unger, Shmuley Unger, and Miami. Yerachmiel will be going to the Miami Boys Choir. will all be performing in the arena that day. It's a daytime event. We are looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to being there and being part of it. So go to jewishtickets.com. You'll see that for Tuesday, Holomoid. Then the NYBC concert. Featuring their new hit Dayenu. Uh, that's going to be at the Mag and David Auditorium in New Brooklyn, and that's happening on uh, on Cholomoid Pesach. What's the twenty third? I guess that's is it. What's the twenty third? Hang on. Uh, that's a Tuesday night. Tuesday night. That's happening on the twenty third. That's on jewishtickets.com dot com as well. And then Ellie Gerstner has uh, formally announced what's happening on Holmoid with YBC. Ohad, Benny, Baruch Levine, and YBC are together Holomoid Monday night at the Ford Amphitheater at the Coney Island Boardwalk. I don't remember a Jewish music concert ever, ever at that location. But that's going to be happening Monday night. And then Yaakov Shweki with special guest stars and the Sephardic Boys Choir, Holomoid Tuesday night at the Ford Amphitheater, Coney Island Boardwalk. I've been to shows there. I have never hosted a show there. It is an amazing arena. Uh, and all of this information is at jewishtickets.com. It is shaping up to be an insane cholamoid entertainment wise. And don't forget our friends at Six Flags, where thousands and thousands and thousands will gather on Monday at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. That event will include a Mordechai Shapiro concert and a full Koshala Pesach menu. On Tuesday, cholamoid, they have the full menu available. On Wednesday, cholamoid, they have a limited uh, La Pesach menu available information about getting tickets for NCSY's Six Flags Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. You're not going to get a better price than through NCSY that I can guarantee you. Um the information NCSYgreatadventure.com. 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 Wow, I feel like I've just gone through the entire Yuntif. I feel I feel like we've had an amazing and incredible Yontif already, and we're reflecting back on some of the amazing performances. So a lot of new stuff, a lot of new stuff, new venues, new concert ideas, a lot of stuff happening in the world of Jewish music, and we all get to enjoy it, this upcoming Yontif, and we are very much looking forward to it. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is... Rabbi David Goldwasser. Uh, just a moment. I thought we had the uh, thought we had it set there for a moment. Well, we we'll wait a minute here, as I remind you that um, our friends at Aaron's have an amazing and incredible Passover mega store in Queens, which you should check out when you go to Aaron's Casino Farms. Just about 175 feet away from the main entrance of Aaron's Casino Farms, you will see an Aaron's Passover Mega Center with every possible Pesach product under every possible Pesach brand name that you can imagine. It's all there, and it's it's really good, it's really amazing. So um, check it out. Do yourself a favor as you start your Pesach shopping in earnest. Get on over to Aaron's when you go into Aaron's Casino Farms. All the cheeses, dairy, frozen items, meat, fish, etc. It's all available there. And then for all the dry goods, everything that you uh, would just expect on a regular grocery shelf, you'll find it all at Aaron's Passover Mega Center right next door. It is an amazing opportunity to uh, check out um, a mega center for Pesach that, frankly, I do not remember anyone ever doing before. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words Nishmasar of Alevi, and Nishmasar of Esther Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk.
11: Good morning. Rav Elio Dov was a very big Tamil chacham. He was in dire poverty. His situation became so desperate that it began to affect his learning. He went to the Chazanish to discuss his problem. The Chazanish instructed him to buy a lottery ticket, and he would be mispallel that it should win. The only stipulation the Chazonish made was that he should not tell anyone that he had bought a lottery ticket because the Chazonish had instructed him to do so. Rev. went to buy the ticket. He looked forward to the day when the lottery would take place. That day, he became completely involved in his learning, and he totally forgot about checking his numbers. When he remembered, he ran to the merchant, certain that his ticket had won. The merchant was a little surprised that he had such confidence. The merchant checked the ticket. he checked it again. But Reveo Dove did not have the winning ticket. Now, Reveo Dove was completely confused. How was it possible that he didn't win? The Chazanish told him to do it. The next morning, immediately he went to the home of the Chazanish. The Chazanish asked, Did you tell anybody about the ticket? Rabbi tried to remember. Then he said, I only told my wife. I thought I could tell her. She's not a stranger. The Chazanish replied, It seems that the reason you weren't Zohar to win is because of a particular reason. He then thought about it a little longer and said, It's true. The ticket didn't win because you thought that telling your wife was not that I meant. However, you've got to understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes things like this to happen in the world. It's a Musar Haskel. Hashem does not want a person to think that any one particular way will help him. Hashem will help the person in the best way possible. Hashem doesn't need our us. When I said to buy the ticket, it was like I decided that your Yeshua was in this particular way. Therefore, these things happened that you didn't win the lottery. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM. Thank you, Rabbi
1: Goldwasser. 7.34 in the morning, 26 minutes before 8 o'clock. Rabbi Shlomo Weissman is with us. He has served as the director of the uh, Beth Din of America, the most active rabbinical court in North America since 2008. In this role, he utilizes both his secular and Jewish legal expertise to manage all aspects of the Beth Din's activities and to oversee a forum for dispute resolution that seamlessly integrates the Jewish jurisprudential tradition with secular norms of procedural due process. He also serves as mediator and arbitrator at the Bezdin and has mediated and arbitrated over 100 cases since joining the organization. You might have heard that there's a new Bezdin of America study that shows that the majority of modern Orthodox rabbis in the United States have couples sign a halachic prenuptial agreement before the wedding. Rabbi Shlomo Weissman, director of the Bezdin of America, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thanks very much.
17: Good to be back.
1: I appreciate that. You know, last time we really gave an introduction to the whole topic to this audience, and I guess this is a uh, a good time to reflect on uh, on that because of this uh, twenty fifth 25-year study or 25th anniversary study, I guess would be the way to put it, uh, that's been done. Um, I, I guess the story here is, and again, remember, and, and you helped us remind everybody about this last time, remember there are segments of the Orthodox Jewish world that are um, – that are still not there when it comes to halachic prenup. Um, But in the modern Orthodox world, as the study says, uh, 84% of modern Orthodox rabbis in the U.S. have couples that they marry, sign a prenup in advance of the wedding. I am guessing that if you go back 20 to 25 years, that number was much lower. So just like we are trying, and by we I mean you, we are trying to encourage certain segments of the Jewish world to to revisit or visit for the first time this area of halachic prenup. I assume 25 years ago that's what was going on in the modern community, am I right?
17: That is absolutely true. I mean 20 years ago the prenup was only, let's say, five years old, right? So this was a, a brand new thing. The leaders of the community, the rabbis in the community, people getting married had no idea whether It would really live up to its promise, and it's it's you know twenty five years later, it's it's worked it's lived up to its promise spectacularly. I mean, there's no question when when a case comes uh, to us uh, and there is a prenup, the way we handle it and the speed with which it's resolved is dramatically different uh, from a case where there's not a prenup.
1: Does the text of the document change on a regular basis, or it never changes?
17: It's, uh, it's gone through, I would say, four or five iterations over the last 25 years, but we're, we're talking about changes that would get lawyers excited, uh, <laughs> not, not your layperson. It, it, the document is essentially the same. We tinker with it from time to time. Um, actually, we have an excellent uh, committee of, of lawyers and Rab- Rabunim who you know constantly look and, 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 and see whether changes should be made. The, the prestigious international law firm, Davis Polk, uh, did a review of the document about five years ago. We made some changes at their recommendation, but like I said, these are changes at the contours of the agreement and the legalese rather than the the, the thrust of the of the agreement, which is basically stayed the same.
1: I'm taking it for granted that most people understand the purpose of the prenup. I shouldn't do that. Uh, is is the um, recalcitrant husband? In light of the fact that in our halachic tradition the husband has control about giving a get, is that the only reason that the halachic prenup exists?
17: Basically, well, the the, the problem uh, that we face in contemporary society, and particularly in the United States, is that I think it's a twofold problem that's led to 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 the guna crisis, as it's as it's called. One is that. Uh, the divorce rates are up and so the problem presents itself much more frequently. The other problem is that there's a lack of centralized rabbinic control. Every rabbi operates on his own. There's no single rabbinic body uh, that controls or that is in charge of the community and that oversees the community ensures that people do the right thing. So if you think back in the shtetl in Europe you would have the rabbi of the community and people would by and large, do what he said, because there wasn't much choice. You right. couldn't just pick up and leave. Uh, there was a lack of mobility, right. etc. In, in the United States, that's clearly not the case. And so what the prenup is so successful in doing is to reestablish the Baton, the rabbinical court, uh, as a uh, forum that has authority and that can ensure that the get is timely delivered in the event of divorce.
12: Does,
1: Rabbi Shlomo Weissman is with us. Does it matter if the document is signed four months before the wedding or four hours before the wedding?
17: The the earlier the better, I would say. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be signed years before the wedding, right. but you know, sometime during the engagement process and as you get closer to the wedding is probably the best time to sign the prenup. The risk with signing the prenup too close to the wedding, meaning you know an hour before, is that it could give rise to some sort of argument that it was signed. Uh, either under duress or without full uh, knowledge of what the of what the couple was signing. Uh, that's not to say you can't sign it at the wedding or right before the wedding if it was reviewed previously. You know, right. it, I think it's a good practice for a rabbi to sit down with the couple to go through the provisions of the prenup for everyone to understand what they're signing. And then if they want to actually have the signing ceremony at the husans or uh at the bedecken or you know in some context just before the the marriage that's that's fine also
1: there are people there are couples that make a uh, make a big deal of it in that way
17: i've seen it I've been to weddings where uh where it's you know the and minkhalis have made a uh point hmm. of uh encouraging their friends to sign it by by doing it in public by calling attention to the fact that this is an important document. Uh, that really, essentially, is a signal of, uh, of, a, of commitment, of respect, of mutual respect, one for another. Um, essentially, when you sign the prenup, you're saying that even if things somehow go off the rails, even if somehow this marriage doesn't work, uh, I promise each of them says to the other, I promise to treat you with respect, to give you a get, uh, and then to, you know, to, to deal with things as they, as they, as they come.
1: Uh, they are the only ones who sign, right? Parents and family members have nothing to do with this document.
17: Yeah, that's right. The the Hassan and the, Khaled, the bride and groom signed the document. Uh, it's, it, it should be notarized. That's important, especially in New York. Notarization of a prenup is a requirement. Hmm. Um, interestingly, the New York State Legislature, probably about 10 years ago, passed a statute that allows the officiating rabbi to notarize the document, even if he's not a notary.
1: Interesting. Only in America. <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Weissman's with us talking about the 25th anniversary of the halachic prenuptial agreement document. Um, are there rabbis that, you know, you talk about, or I should say the study indicates that 84% of modern Orthodox rabbis are utilizing the prenup and, and are encouraging, I guess that would be the word to use, uh, couples to sign up before the wedding. Are there rabbis at this point that will refuse to uh, to officiate at a wedding if there's no prenup?
17: Uh, there are uh, the the rabbinical Council of America about uh, I think it was in two thousand and sixteen, passed a resolution that actually uh, stated that their member rabbis should not perform a wedding without a prenup and one of the interesting things about the survey that we conducted in March yeah. uh, was the dramatic increase in the number of rabbis who require the document rather than just encouraging it so we had you know eighty four percent of r c a rabbis either recurred or in, I'm sorry, require or encourage the document. Uh, but there was a dramatic increase within that number of, the, the number of rabbis that have moved into the require category rather than just encouraging it.
1: Interesting. Um, I, I think, and I'm no halachic expert, I could tell you that much, but I, I think there are cases and situations in Jewish history where rabbis have uh, intervened in situations when they saw certain things get out of control and the possibility of, Tremendous conflict in the in the community. Um, you know, th- they saw that th- there was too much conflict in certain areas. So they made certain provisions, certain guidelines. And I would, and I, and what's more important than that? What's more important than peace in the Jewish camp, so to speak? And I'm wondering why that whole attitude is not enough to get some of the Orthodox groups and some of the Orthodox rabbinic leaders to appreciate the halachic prenuptial agreement when they when they see or that or or when they are told of the evidence that you have that it really promotes a peaceful encounter in a situation that traditionally in Jewish history has been so difficult and so um you know so terrible
17: yeah i couldn't agree with you more there's no question this document uh, more than more than anything, I think than, that we can think of as a kind of a, a new document on the scene in the last uh, in the last quarter century, really does bring about a uh, an increased level of peace in an area that's fraught with conflict. Uh, that is divorce. Right. Um, as to why it's not more accepted across the board by every segment of the community. It's tough to say. I think part of it is just a learning process. I think as we become more mature as a community, as more uh, Rabbanim and more Balbatim understand uh, the effectiveness of this document, how, really, how it really does work, how, we, how it really does make the Aguna problem go away effectively. Um, i think you'll find more and more people uh, accepting it there is a cultural reticence among especially among certain segments of community to adopt new practices and especially in an area like marriage and divorce which is so halakhically um, uh centered right. uh you know there's there's a, a kind of a conservatism that our community uh, rightfully uh, uh employs but 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 again, ultimately, this is a document that's been approved, that has the haskamas of a a wide variety of gedolim, of poskim, of of rabunim, who are experts in this area. Uh, And I think as time goes on, we'll see more and more segments of the community adopting it.
1: I also think that because there's a link, uh, and you could tell us just how, how much of a link there is, but I think because there's a link to civil law, is a link to the U.S. court system, right? Because some of these documents, right, or these documents in some places, I should say, are, are accepted as, as a real legal document, correct?
17: Yeah, that's so, absolutely right. Maybe this is a good opportunity. I should probably, I don't, I don't think we've covered exactly what the document does, how it's structured, what, right. what it contains. Yeah, please. So, uh, so let, me, let me just run through that. Essentially, there are two essential provisions uh, to the prenup. Number one is that it says, in the event that there's a separation, in the event a couple is headed towards divorce, they agree. That the Best In of America will be the exclusive forum for resolving issues relating to the GET. Uh, so that means you can't forum shop, you can't choose another bait, then, you're wedded to the Best In of America. And you're essentially, by signing this agreement, agreeing that that's the court, that's the rabbinical court that should be in charge of the GET process. that That's one essential provision. The second essential provision is the support obligation that's embedded in the document, which says that from the time uh, the couple separates, and the woman requests it, Uh, the husband is on the hook for $150 per day of spousal support until the marriage ends as a matter of Jewish law, uh, which means until the get's given. And what that does is it incentivizes an early get, that the get should be given earlier rather than later in the process, that takes the get off the table and allows the couple to negotiate their their divorce fair and square.
1: And uh, all that that you just mentioned is accepted in American regular court, so to speak.
17: Exactly, exactly. Because of America because, because is empowered as an arbitration forum. Uh, we issue our decisions under this document right. uh, as uh, an arbitration award. That's enforceable in court without question. There's even a case uh, where the, do- the, the, the document was challenged in 2012 in Connecticut, the case of Light v. Light, and a Connecticut court upheld the agreement. Uh, it was a, you know, a nicely worded, reasoned opinion that spelled out why this is a constitutionally appropriate mechanism, uh, and why the support obligation could be upheld and enforced in the courts?
1: All right, so number one, just back to my point for a moment. So number one, I think that there's a hesitation among certain groups in our greater Jewish community because of that connection to civil law, right There's always that, that, right. that's you know that, that there's always that hanging over it. And I think that that there's a reality that certain segments of our community do not want to face. And the reality is, you, know, you you earlier in this conversation cited you know what the old days were like, you know in the shtetl. Uh, wh- one of the things that the shtetl also had as a feature was 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 a lack of creature comforts. <laughs> it was a, it was a, and and today because in most cases or in a large number of cases I shouldn't say most in a large number of cases there, there's a lot of money involved and a lot of property involved and a lot of you know the, even in the in an average you know with an average couple there's there's you know there's a there, there, there could be significant funds that are involved in this whole process uh, that they've that they've accrued over the length of their marriage, uh, and I think that that one of the realities that all of our rabbis have to come to is that this is not again, you know, one of those simple situations in the in the shtetl where okay, you know, give a get and you know split the few little things that each of you have. Here, you're talking about a much more involved uh, financial situation. I think that's one of the realities that's going to start hitting everybody.
17: Yeah, I think that's right. Divorces are complex. They take a long time. They they suck the resources out of the couple. It's it's not a fun process, and the get can get entangled with all of that.
1: Uh, so what do we do if uh, if if at the uh, transfer of a get we say mazel tov and we do Rabbi Weissman right? Don't they say mazel tov at the transfer of a get?
17: Uh, that's right, we do.
1: So I guess yeah. on the twenty fifth anniversary of the prenup we have to say mazel tov, right?
17: I think that's right. I think it's an <laughs> exceptional uh, milestone for our community. It's something we can be proud of, um, especially you know among segments of the community that embraced this 25 years ago. We've essentially wiped out the problem. Um, it, as funny as it sounds to, to say that, um, the, the number of couples that come through our doors um, that that come from kind of you know RCA, YU, uh, OU communities. Where they, fought, where they really uh, face a long-term ego problem or long-term ego problem are far and few between because this document was embraced, because it's now been uh, essentially signed across the board.
1: Hey, if someone's getting, if a couple's getting married this week and we just turned them on to the prenup idea, can they download it somewhere immediately? Yes, there's a, a dedicated
17: website, theprenup.org. theprenup.org. And, they,
1: and they literally print it out, sign it, make sure it's notarized, and they're all set.
17: That's right. You know, I'll tell you. Interestingly, we actually now, a few months ago, we rolled out a feature on the website. You could actually notarize online now. Wow! There's such a thing as online notarization. You could sign a prenup in your pajamas.
1: (laughs) It's all uh, you could do that at the website. You you can't make it much easier than that, huh, Rabbi? (laughs) That's
17: right. We're trying. We're trying.
1: All right. Uh, What does the next 25 years bring? Uh, Aside from the little tweaks that are going to go on with the prenup and trying to get uh, every rabbi. In the greater Jewish community, into this idea, anything else that's going to be revolutionary in this area over the next few years?
17: I think that the the more, uh, like I said, the more segments of the community that we could have adopt this as a a uh, standard form, uh, a standard conventional right of Jewish marriage, the better off we'll be. We can we can obliterate the problem going forward if we embrace this document.
1: Well, um, I, I just thought of something else, which frankly. I debate with myself, I should even bring it up on the air, but I'll say it anyway. You're familiar with the fact that there are, there are segments in our community that for whatever reason um, recognize halachic marriage while not recognizing civil marriage. Meaning you might have a couple in our community for whatever reason who are married halachically but are not married according to U.S. law. You understand what I'm saying, right? Yes. If someone is in that type of situation, I would assume... That for sure, they would never think of a halachic prenup because, as we just discussed, that would acknowledge the fact that, in fact, civilly that couple is married right uh,
17: no that's uh, i wouldn't say that I think the the prenup would be effective even in such a situation. Mm-hmm. ultimately, the prenups enforceability uh, comes through the arbitration statutes, so even if there's no civil divorce going on
1: or um, or a, a civil could, marriage
17: or a civil marriage you could uh, you could enforce this document, you can, meaning you could enforce the judgment of the Bethon of America in a situation where we needed to enforce the support obligation, you could enforce that in court uh, by filing uh, a motion under the arbitration statutes, even separate from a civil divorce.
1: Phenomenal. Uh, thank you so much. And as we said, Mazel Tov on the 25th anniversary. What's the website again? Just tell us the website one more time.
17: The, the
1: org. Thank you, Rabbi Weissman.
17: Okay, thank you very much. Rabbi Always.
1: Shlomo... Thank you, Rabbi Shlomo Weissman, Beth Din of America, celebrating 25 years of the halachic prenup and the study that now tells us that 84% of those in the modern Orthodox community, rabbinic leaders, are uh, encouraging their congregants, their constituents, to sign a halachic prenuptial agreement before the wedding. And Rabbi Weissman did describe for us just how effective and why uh, it, it is so effective and why it only increases peace and civility in our community. And after all, and now I could say this because I'm really getting old, uh, what is more important than peace and civility in our community? More coming up. It is, uh, let's see, seven minutes before 8 o'clock at JM and the AM. Mm-hmm.
0: Same on the same on the same, killer. I
14: تغنى بيدما قد وت حمد و
1: J.M. and the A.M. with Ohad, Shlach Malachacha. By the way, Ohad's part of the uh, Cholomot Show, the uh, Ellie Gerstner uh, show at the Ford Theater. Go to jewishtickets.com. Lots of stuff going on, Cholomot, as we keep saying. Go to jewishtickets.com for all the information. Don't forget to go to Aaron's uh, Passover Mega Center in Queens. It's right next to Aaron's Casino Farms. It is massive. It's got everything. They're ready for you over there to... uh, Allow you to shop for what you need for uh, Pesach. Also, don't forget that Rabbi and Mrs. Yudin are being um, honored this coming Sunday night up at the atrium in Muncie. Um, Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn celebrating 50 years of the Yudin's incredible service to the community and to the greater Jewish community around the world. If you are a regular listener of this show, please be counted among those who are donating in honor of Rabbi Yudin, who has been giving us incredible lectures on uh, Parsha Sashavua, the Torah portion of the week every Friday for over 37 years, which is amazing. Plus, of course, Erev Yuntif and so many other occasions as well. Uh, go to yudintribute.org Y-U-D-I-N, yudintribute.org yudintribute.org and uh, check it out and give as generously as possible. If you're able to be there Sunday night, then certainly... Come on down on Sunday night. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world in the web at on the AlchemSeagal Network, and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Reminder, tomorrow morning at this time, 24 hours from now, the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the coach of the Maccabees, Elliot Steinmetz, will be in studio here at JM in the A.M., I am very much looking forward to our conversation. Tomorrow, coach of the Yashima University men's basketball team, the the amazing men's basketball team that just fell short of the Skyline Conference Championship this year and won it last year, Elliot Steinmetz, joins me tomorrow in the studio right here at JM in the AM.
15: Vey chanda lavoteinu, velanu velano, shelo echad bilvad amadaleinu lejaloteinu. Vey chanda lavoteinu, lavoteinu velano i not one
18: The sun won't dry you out. Two raindrops won't end this drought. But a little bit of friendship goes a long way. If you got a friend, you'll be okay. A little bit of friendship goes a long way. It'll bring you some muscle. you'll be okay. So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Down and feeling small, got a phone, but no one to call. When your hope has sailed away, and you've got nothing to say, little bit of friendship goes a long way. If you got a friend, you'll be okay. Little bit of friendship goes a long way. It'll bring you some muscle, you'll be okay. So give me a whistle of a silly whistle muzzle, give me a whistle of a silly click, give me a whistle of a silly muzzle. I've been so lavish and I've a so lavish and Your hand to a friend, don't hesitate. Claw chocolate is all is all that it takes Brighten someone's day that will do the trick Bring in some eyes or you'll bring in some clean A will be solid, masel, a be solid I'll give you some ezzel, I'll give you some flick About that thing I'll come into A Little bit of friendship goes a long way. If you got a friend, you'll be okay. little bit of friendship goes a long way. Bring you some puzzle, you'll be okay. So give me a a and Give me a a and Give me a a and Give me a Give me a a and Give me a and Give me a a visual, a visual Give me a I've been so,
13: Zadie lived with us in my parents' home He used to laugh He put me on his knee He spoke about his life in Poland He spoke but with a bitter memory He spoke about the soldiers who would beat him Laughed at him, they tore his long black coat And he spoke about a synagogue that they burnt down And the crying that was heard beneath the smoke But Zadie made us laugh Zadie made us sing And Zadie made a kiddish Friday night Zadie, oh my Zadie, how I loved him so. Zadie used to teach me wrong from right. His eyes lit up when he would teach me Torah. He taught me every line so carefully. He spoke about our slavery in Egypt. How God took us out To make us free But winter went by Summer came along I went to camp To run and play And when I came back home They said, Sadie's gone And all his books were packed And stored away I don't know how or why It came to be It happened slowly over many years We just stopped being Jewish Like my Zadie was And no one cared enough To shed a tear But Zadie made us laugh Zadie made us sing And Zadie made us Seder Pesach night And Zadie, oh my Zadie How I loved him so Zadie used to teach me Wrong from right Many winters went by Many summers came along And now my children sit in front of me And who will be the Zadies of my children Who will be their Zadie if not me Oh, who will be the Zadies of our children Who will be their Zadies, if not we? But Zadie made us laugh. Zadie made us sing. And Zadie made a kiddish Friday night. And Zadie, oh my Zadie. to teach me wrong from
1: right? J.M. and the A.M., great choice, Shlomo Katz, to do the My Zadie cover for the Yes Legacy album. That is one great song, isn't it? Uh, Before that, you heard Eighth Day with Bissele Mazel off the album Stronger Closer here at J.M. and the A.M. Quarter after 8 o'clock, Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the University men's basketball team, my guest tomorrow morning in studio here at J M and boy, are we looking forward to it. That happens here tomorrow. Make sure to be tuned in. A lot of great concerts coming up, a lot of entertainment this Cholamoid. We went through a whole bunch of stuff earlier this morning. Uh, we'll do it again, obviously, either later on or tomorrow morning as we get closer and closer to Cholamoid, quite obviously. I want to wish a Mazel Tov to the uh, Bistritzky and Meyer families, and especially to Rabbi Mrs. Yankee Meyer. The wedding was last night. Was great being there. Mazal Tov, Mordechai Shlomo and Yehudis, on the beautiful celebration. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. And uh, tonight, Ayala Gestetner and Dovi Melman are getting married up in Canada. Mazal Tov to the Gestetners. Mazal Tov to Tzivi and uh, Morty Melman. Everybody at FJJ and at Citycom. And I wish I could be there tonight to celebrate with them. Uh, those of you who are long-time listeners know that there's a long-time association with us and the moments, and we say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, Annie Watman is with us live via telephone. She serves as the Grassroots Engagement Director for Teach NYS, where she stewards the Grassroots and Community Engagement for the Teach efforts across New York. She has served as APAC's Director of South Shore Long Island, and... Um, and now has this uh, this position with Teach NYS, and there is some really, really good news that she's going to help me discuss with you, our wonderful audience, here on a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. Annie Watman, Grassroots Engagement Director for Teach NYS. Welcome back to JM in the AM.
19: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: A pleasure. There must be, in your position, there must be nothing more satisfying than to see a state legislature um, come through with funds that you asked for, you and your colleagues asked for, on behalf of the Jewish community. And uh, Teach NYS, rightfully so, is using this opportunity to laud the New York State Legislature for the additional funds that have been provided for day school and yeshivas in their 2019 2020 Budget. Was this, uh, I don't know, was this unexpected? Is this considered a major victory? How would you classify this news from Teach NYS?
19: So, this was tremendous news. I think in today's budget climate um, and in state spending and legislatures in general, Nothing is ever guaranteed, and especially this year with the Senate flipping from a Republican-controlled majority to a Democratic majority, you know, everything was, was up in the air. But we, we prepared for this moment. We prepared for um, all of the discussions leading up to the day that the budget would go final, and we're really seeing the fruits of our labors and the fruits of the community's labors. We, we work around the year um, to really get the community involved in politics, and you see the results of that. When the budget passes, so we're we're so proud of how the community stepped up, how all of the day schools and yeshivas that we work with really stepped up, and were active and we're contacting their local elected officials, and um, we're very pleased with the results. But we're not surprised; it's but, really the result of a year's worth of work.
1: By the way, you you outlined uh, in the email that we got some of the highlights of this uh, uh, of this uh, amazing piece of news. One of them is that there'll be an additional twenty-five million dollars in security funding, and that is. Uh, funding that for the first time New York camps, and we know how many Jewish summer camps there are in New York State, uh, could tap into as well. So that's a big help. Yeah. Plus an additional, thir- an additional $30 million towards STEM education, plus $7 million in CAP and MSR. I don't even know what CAP and MSR are, frankly. But, <laughs> but what area of, of, of life is that? Is that is that so
19: CAP and MSR are um, is a unique program. It's been around for decades and it's essentially a reimbursement program that schools have been taking advantage of for decades. It's mandated services such as taking attendance, immunization record keeping, taking of uh-huh. standardized tests, and those activities are reimbursed. So that's a huge program. That in that received a um a three point six percent increase, which is the standard increase. But the two programs that we really fought for was this additional security funding and then the STEM program which is now funded at 30 million a 100% increase over last year's levels of 15 million.
1: Now, I remind everybody that there was a time not long ago and you'll tell me if I'm being accurate where security funding was zero and where STEM education was zero, am I right? There was a just time.
19: A, just a few years ago.
1: And and the reason I am so amazed at the work that you've done with your colleagues is because I remember when all these teach n y s efforts began, all the people in the community, many of them really responsible community leaders who've said this is a complete waste of time. It's never going to happen, especially in New York State, for all the reasons that you know that people mention about the uh, you know how how government makes things grind to a halt, you know et cetera, et cetera, and how they didn't have faith that the legislature up in Albany would would act on any of these. And then because you guys just kept knocking on the doors and having the rallies and, you know, every school year coordinating with the Jewish and non-Jewish groups and all different, you know, day schools, yeshivas, Hasidic schools, etc., because of all those efforts, look what's happened. So I, I think, you know, for, for those of us who've watched this whole process, it's really a big celebration.
19: Absolutely, we had a lot of people who never thought it was possible, and we had some early believers who really rolled up their sleeves and got involved, invested in our work, came with us to Albany, and we changed our tactics. Instead of sending ten rabbis up to Albany, we brought seven hundred kids and parents and administrators, and we really we professionalized, we streamlined our message, we hired the best lobbyists, and look how it's um, look look at the results for our community.
1: Um, the thought behind all of this just so people won't think that it's only yeshivas who benefit from all this, is that, is that every student in New York State is being provided with some type of security funding and with some type of, of um, subsidy towards STEM education in their schools, right? That's a, that, that would be an accurate statement, right? It's across the entire state that this is going on. And, and we felt, we, you know, the collective we, that yeshivas you know, deserve the same type of treatment.
19: Exactly. We, we advocate for all non-public schools. And all of this funding, um, any sort of non-public school can apply for. Um, We feel that no matter what school you go to, your school needs to be safe. No matter what school you go to, you need access to quality, state-of-the-art STEM education so that you can simply keep up and, and be eligible for the jobs of the future. So this funding really allows our schools to hire the best teachers, implement the programs and above all provide safety and security for their kids no matter where they go to school.
1: And by the way, I'm not familiar with every school in New York state, but the the these the day schools that I'm familiar with for instance and the high schools that I'm familiar with, they already spend a lot of money on security and a lot yes. of money on STEM education. So it's not like, you know that it's not like our community isn't really you know pitching in to a great degree to keep the children safe and to keep them, you know, at the highest academic levels. Exactly. So got to keep that in mind also. I don't want people to think that, you know, everyone's just relying on state funds to to keep these types of programs going. Uh, schools dedi- right. dedicate, and parents, obviously, through tuition payments, et cetera, dedicate a lot of funds uh, to these two areas. All right. And the reason this is all happening now, I assume, is because the budget was just closed right April 1st, right? This was the whole big thing that happened this past weekend, correct?
19: Yep, exactly. April 1st, the budget closed, came after a couple weeks of intense budget negotiations. Two weeks before the budget closed, we had 700 people in Albany um, advocating for these increases in STEM and security. So this is really a result of a long of a long process over the past couple weeks and months, and culminated in a really tremendous uh, result for our community.
1: This might be an unfair question to ask you. You're so focused on New York. Do we have any idea if we did well in other states? Do we have any clue if there's been progress? You know, the same way that New York State's been such uh, you know a big victory in all this.
19: Yeah, absolutely. We have um, six different state offices, um, and they all have their different budget deadlines and schedules. Right. So uh, no other budget closed on, the, on April first, but there are a lot of um, there's a lot of initiatives happening in New Jersey. They're advocating for. It. They just had a tremendous security win a few months ago, right. and they might be trying for another for a STEM bill that mirrors New York's bill. Florida just got a lot of new security money. Pennsylvania is increasing their. Scholarship funds all the time, so there are successes happening in all the states where we have offices, and we cover about 90% of the Jewish day school population in America through these six offices. And
1: and you both consult with and and ask help when you need from all these different state offices, right? Whenever whenever there's something that goes on in New York that other other groups in other states think that you know it's a good idea for them to try to replicate, they're they're at your door asking you exactly what to do, right? It's a big collaborative right. effort
19: exactly especially you know the stem reimbursement program is first in the nation it's absolutely historic so states are now looking to new york and saying wow if new york can get this done right. so can we our students can't be left behind either and we're 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 hoping that this catches on in several other states
1: all right look i don't know in the end because that's always a big debate in our community if this you know helps with with the with with stopping the rise in tuition payments things like that obviously that's something parents would love in our community. I don't know if that ends up working, you know, in, in that area or not. But the bottom line is, uh, it, it, all of the schools uh, in New York now have uh, two very important uh, areas um, that will re- be receiving additional funding, and for that, as we say, is uh, certainly cause to celebrate. Annie Watman is uh, grassroots engagement director at Teach NYS. Annie, thank you to you and all your colleagues. Make sure to wish them a Mazel Tov. Thank you so much. Wednesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM.
20: in the right line line that I need did I in the right line Shem, me, my, Zachisa. Vilihi, I, Ben, Chashu, I, Ben, Rechuma, Yalisa. Malachia.
1: a.m. with brand new music from 8 cats that's called Ashrecha it's the title track to his new album uh hope you enjoy by the way the jm rewind was Aton Katz's cats appearance on jm from last week so that's again four o'clock tomorrow the based on what's been going on in our back end it seems to me people can't get enough of that interview when Aton Katz cats was in the studio so four o'clock tomorrow after throwback thursday you'll be able to hear it again uh here at the nachom single network it's a wednesday morning broadcast well Ari Hirsch is with us live via telephone. Usually, this time of year, when we have a member of the Hirsch family on our telephone line, it's to discuss most uh, Chitim and the Matza Fund and all the uh, matzas and chickens and and the different items that are going to be distributed in, in Judea and Samaria. And we, and we could we could put in a plug for that during this conversation. Why not? Uh, but Ari's with us because the historic Views magazine, which you may recall, started as TV Views. The historic views magazine, which has been around for over forty years, is now taking on a different format. Why on earth he would do this? Why on earth he would he would tinker with success? I don't know, but we'll find out in a minute. So it's gonna be a new format. Uh the first issue is out. It's a collector's edition as you would suspect, and he'll explain exactly what, what is different about the about the views uh coming up. Also I, I'm gonna use this opportunity to say thank you because uh uh, the Hirsch family and the Views have always been supportive of the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, all of our special projects, including the Kosher Halftime Show, they take great pride in in, in writing about it, telling people about it, etc. So the least we could do is get the Jewish Views uh, leader, Ari Hirsch, on our telephone line. Ari, good morning. Welcome to JM in the AM.
21: Good morning, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me on the show this morning.
1: A pleasure. So the how long has it been? How many years?
21: Well, my father started the business 42 years ago.
1: That's pretty amazing. And,
21: At the time, and, there was only the uh, Jewish press that was out in Brooklyn. Uh, my father started the publication. was the first free publication, free publication, that focused in on advertisements. And uh, we've been coming out for, 50, for 52 weeks a year for the last 42
1: years. And... Um you would describe it as how do we describe the the format that the that your magazine was in? What how do we how do we refer to it? What type of uh, of size? How do we refer to that?
21: Well, it was a smaller size uh, publication. The idea was that when people were shopping, they had something that they could hold on to as they're looking in their you know their local uh, grocery store right. that they could see the weekly specials. And over time, uh, I mean, we, we old, my, when my father started the publication. We had t v listings in the paper, mm. and we had the t v listings probably for a good twenty two years before brooklyn changed <laughs> <laughs> and and Brooklyn did not want the t v to be the focus anymore, but we have till this very moment a lot of people that enjoyed uh, you know seeing the t v listings in the paper every single week and at the time after twenty two years we decided to change the name from the t v views to the views
1: right. Um, and, for the, and for many people uh, who who may not be familiar with it, especially outside of the Brooklyn area, you include a lot of different articles and Torah personalities and community stuff and sports and fun stuff in the community and a lot of different contests and a lot of different fun questions of the week, which we've been involved with a lot. I mean, there's, there's a, it's really a, a, it's a, it's you know, it, it's um, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those fun you know community minded magazine. A lot of pictures, you know, different events that are going on. Very community minded magazine. Now. Uh, you do have to agree, Ari, that uh, there is a theory out there that when you're when when you are successful, and believe me, uh, the views after 42 years, especially uh, uh, the last few years as you've grown it uh, under your leadership, uh, looks to us like a tremendous success. Why on earth would somebody tinker with the format in which the views is presented on a weekly basis if you've enjoyed all this incredible success?
21: Very good question, Nahum. Awesome. Very good question. Well, we've been uh, back and forth for many years about how to improve the publication. We've always gotten tremendous feedback from our from our writers, our weekly columnists, like Rabbi Moshe Mayer Weiss, Rabbi Gil Student, Rabbi Steinfeld, and we've we've over the years, people have been asking for more and more articles and more and more pictures. And as you touched on, the fun question page has. Throughout the world, people are talking about the fun question page, and we figured, you know, it's about time. The, you know, the the Brooklyn area, especially, is really not into the TV listings anymore, and we would love to put more content into the paper on a regular basis. So why not make the change? Well, and that, well at the same time, yeah, we wanted the paper to be full color, and this was our opportunity to make the entire paper color it's a bigger size publication now it's uh, the size of like a, a new york post or a daily news that size publication and uh where you know we plan on having a lot more content contest pictures everything that the people out there really were asking for
1: now um <laughs> the and, and and you've achieved it I'm, I'm looking at it right now the issue that i assume is, is is on the newsstands quote unquote today right this is in the stores today am i right it's hitting the streets
21: as we speak, Nachum.
1: Now, um, what was I just going to ask you? The, the, so, so am I right that now, if I have my statistics correct, and I hope I'm reading this right, is this a 136-page newspaper? Well, the
21: idea is we usually we put in two weeks of, of uh, magazines online. So it's for two weeks. This week's paper is 84 pages. So 84. Mir-a-t-shem, next week, it'll be a lot more. Pages.
1: 84 pages so, and, you know, right. and, uh, and approaching and exceeding 100 before Pesach. It seems to me that you've given yourself a lot more work than you used to have. Am I right about that?
21: For sure. For sure. Without a doubt, there's a lot more work involved, but we're looking forward to it. We have right now articles in the paper that we've included from our Herschel Schachter. We have in there Rabbi Eli Mansour. We have Rabbi Yy Jacobson. We have a Kashrus column every week where Rabbi Moshe Elephant is going to be answering a Kashrus question of the week. We have, which we're very excited about. We have Country Yossi that joined the staff. Country Yossi had his magazine for thirty-two years, and he joined our staff now and is going to be helping to write numerous articles every single week in the publication. And we have a lot of other great, you know, we have Charlie Harari, we have Mordechai Rabbi Mordechai Schiffman. Ellie Gersner is doing a uh, music column every week. We really have a lot, of, you know, a nice lineup coming in, and in the Meretz it's going to grow a lot
1: in the next few weeks. Unbelievable! All right, we take this opportunity to wish you a big Mazel tov. Uh A lot more work, but as as I go through this, it is uh, it is certainly a uh, a jam packed, uh, action filled. Uh, a newspaper. It's called. Uh, the, we're calling it the Jewish Views, right?
21: Correct. New name is the Jewish Views. Uh, go uh, to, two, uh, two two things before we go. I just wanted. A, number one, I always like to ask you a fun question. So the fun question that's coming up right now that I would like to ask you right now is, what is your favorite part about the Pesach Seder? What's your favorite part about the Pesach Seder?
1: Hmm. Very good question. I think. Uh, I think because of the international reputation that I have. At being an expert at um, at uh, breaking the middle matzah as evenly as possible, I guess I'd have to say yachatz, because yeah. that's that's your opportunity to to engage in a feat of greatness that's spoken about for years afterwards if you're able to split it exactly fifty fifty. <laughs> that's great that's
21: great the, n- the number one and two answer happened to be Shulchan Aruch, where people get to eat and Nirtzah when it's all bunch <laughs> those are the two I could have guessed the most that most popular answers that trust people trust
1: me. me I could have guessed when I was younger with Shulchan Aruch. now I'd go more with Nirtzah <laughs> right <laughs>
21: Is that it? One know, question. And so obviously, oh. like you said, you touched on initially. I would like to mention again about the matzah fund that my oh. father works on. So, thank, you know, thank God, you, thank, year.
1: thank God, you reminded me. The matzah fund—it's very simple. There are hundreds of families in Judea and Samaria, Yudan Shamron, that need matzah, chicken, and other provisions, wine, etc., for Pesach. Your father coordinates. And by the way, I saw that some of the Ellie Gersner events on Holomoid are going to help support the fund. Am I right about that?
21: Yes, Ellie's a very big supporter of the Mazda Fund. He's uh, promoting this coming Sunday. He's doing a concert for the Waterbury Yeshiva. Right. He's doing Over Chalamite. He's doing with Yakov Shweki a concert. And then he also has with Baruch Levine, Benny Friedman, and he has Yeshiva Boys Choir. He has a tremendous lineup. In the next three, four weeks, he's, uh, he has a lot on his plate. Here's, so Ohad, here's, yeah, Ohad, Benny Levine, and YBC. Here's the, bot- really here's, crazy lineup.
1: here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that when Alan Hirsch. Collects money before Pesach for families in Judea and Samaria. Every penny goes to their chickens, grape juice, wine, and and matzah, whatever they need for Pesach. So you're literally, if you give them a hundred bucks, you're literally as as if you're giving a hundred dollars worth of product because that's what you are doing to a family in Yehudan Shomron. Uh, best way for people to support it? Any anything easier than the uh, than the old snail mail address we used to give out?
21: Well, we have now also the matzafund dot com. You can the- go online. You could actually. Pay via PayPal, credit card. Oh, that's fantastic!
1: Website. I never realized you did that. That's fantastic. TheMatzaFund.com. Is there an H and matzah at the end or not? Um, I'm not sure. Hang matza on, fund. Let me do this. The matzafund. Uh, the matza fund or The or you see. All
21: right. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So it's um, yeah. Here it is. Donate online. It's it's matza Fund, and matzah does have an H at the end. It's matzafund dot M A t-z-o-h there's an o in the middle o-h in the middle m-a-t-z-o-h fund.com Matzafund.com. you can donate oh this is great you could donate online this is phenomenal um and, and you could check out some of the things that are written about the matza fund there again it's m-a-t-z-o-h fund.com you were saying ari anything you wanted to add about that
21: well, if, if anybody is listening that's in Eretz Israel right now, if they want to contact my father, they can as well, and they could actually help with delivery. I mean, we're, yeah. he's always looking for people on the other end also. Right. The financial part is obviously the biggest part, but he also needs help, you know, volunteering with uh, delivering. the If he delivers throughout the Udon Shamron and it's, uh, it's a very difficult task in its own right.
1: So, It's a big operation. It's not easy. Anybody yeah. out there in Israel who wants to help out? Go to the website, make contact with Matzah Fund, M-A-T-Z-O-H, M-A-T-Z-O-H M-A-T-Z-O-H-Fund.com. You know a lot of people, even those who generally during the year, unfortunately, are not able to, to share funds um, because times, you know, are difficult for certain families. When it comes to pre-Pesach, they like to designate at least a certain amount to go to families in need, most, chitim, etc. This is a perfect opportunity to do so and to do so for families in Judea and Samaria. And it's Matzah M-A-T-Z-O-H Fund. Dot .com. All right. Ari keep us up to date on everything regarding the paper. It's the Jewish views and the uh, jewishviews.com. Good luck with it and uh, thanks for all all the times that you've uh, featured us and had fun with us in the paper over the years and I hope that that continues. I'm sure it will and uh, and hatzlacha
21: Thank you very much Nachum. Just a reminder that people can actually see the paper online at jewishviews.com also. They can go onto the website to jewishviews.com and see the new publication you see the new format
1: by the way is, the, you, is the catskills edition also going to be larger
21: uh no it's not not this summer this summer it's going to be the same size it's always been
1: all right so in town it's the new large. this is a good easy way to tell the difference now in town correct. it's the new large one up in the catskills it'll be the penny saver size that you described earlier correct all right but
21: it'll be glossy it'll be glossy nice
1: all right Ari. thank you continue good luck
21: thank you now have a great young
1: Ari Hirsch, everybody Been nice, uh, been nice working with him and his father all these years, and bezrateshen. That'll continue. Eleven minutes before nine o'clock. Good morning. It's Wednesday at JM in the AM.
9: Keshe me Na ke is wa yami Na itiki
1: want to thank those who have been commenting on the NSN app through the morning. Much appreciated. Reminder, tomorrow morning here at JM and the AM live in studio, the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, a team that has made us very proud always, but specifically over the last few years. Elliot Steinmetz, coach of the Macs, in studio here tomorrow, J.M. in the A.M., and boy, am I looking forward to it. Should be very interesting. Coming up next, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock, Fun in Jerusalem's Joanna Shepson will interview Dr. Shimon Lev, curator at the uh, Tower of David Museum. And author by Joshua Gerstein will join Tova from Tova Talks, all on Bite Size between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Live Lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. and goes until 1 o'clock. Don't forget to go to Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens and next door to Aaron's Passover Mega Center for everything you need for Pesach. It is simply remarkable. Achene Bishon, Achim Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. round the world, the web, and AchimSingle.com, on the Single Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing, what's today? Wednesday edition of JM in the AM. Tomorrow we're back. Elliot Steinmetz will be my guest, coach of the University of Maccabees men's basketball team. Make sure to be tuned in in the 8 o'clock hour for that conversation. Should be a good one. Um, Coming up next, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. A couple of great interviews and more. Live lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's amazing what we provide every single day to this amazing global audience. Have... A fabulous Wednesday! Until tomorrow, I'll to reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.